Do you notice how I got a new um, picture behind me? I was going to say, I, was, I did notice that. I did notice so, that. So the story with that is when I first saw this room, I was like, I want a painting or a picture behind because it's like the white oak or whatever. I wanted yep. a deer and I wanted a deer. I think at first I wanted like a light background, but then I talked to my mom or something and I was like, it would, it just, why would I have it white where it's like super white, the background already. So I wanted it like, like being a contrast. So I want it with like a dark background. And then I just couldn't find anything online. And then I was just like, okay, um, I was going shopping for clothes and there's a home sense. And I was like, I'm going to go in this home sense and see what like paintings and pictures they have. And I saw this one and I was like, oh, that's perfect. I'm going to get it. So yeah, there he so, is. That's awesome. That's, there she it, is. It will it go there she is yeah uh i think it, it's he it has the it has the antlers so it's a it's a buck it's a little, okay okay so there he is there's it's buck. a boy but, i like uh, that his name's buck <laughs> <laughs> so no but it goes so well with like the tree the wallpaper kind of thing and i think like a picture above the bed you know that's like very good interior designing kind of kind of stuff like oh so you're saying that is, i have some in interior design skills you you didn't even know it. You're a poet and you didn't even know it. That's <laughs> but no, I it's, love it's, it. it's funny you say that because like my girlfriend and I legit just went to IKEA and then home since yesterday because like she moved back in with her like in her dad's space and like has yeah. the basement room. Her old room is like her office space, which is really nice. And then she has like a nice big like room downstairs in the basement, like her own like bathroom and stuff. Nice. And she just she needed to like do some interior design so i was happy to help because i always i was like that i grew up with a, a mother that watched too much hg television <laughs> <laughs> and so just it's subconsciously in here somewhere from the tv just being on in the background but uh yeah it was it was really cool and we so in terms of the at ikea there was like these pictures like you get like nine pictures for like 90 bucks it's like six small ones yeah. two mediums a large and they're all and we kind of use like she already had like white silver grays in her room okay. so i got some light blue accents like pillows and stuff and then like the pictures are like white kind of black and white but has like a little bit of blue in it anyway it's great it's uh it's really wow good. So, look at you go with the accents and the pillows and wow i'm impressed <laughs> so hey, it's my mom it's, I give credit to to mama blix that's mama blix shout out yeah. to you <laughs> yeah so we're back for another episode of is this adulthood i'm ryan Durgi. and i'm taylor blix see i told you you get better at that it, yeah, it was more natural this time right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and today we're gonna talk about one of my favorite topics, I know Katie Jones and I always would cover this topic, but you know, we might as well bring a new perspective uh, with Taylor's perspective on this, which is talking about dating. And today we're going to focus on the things that we look for in a partner and the things that are just total deal breakers for us. So yeah, I think it's a pretty good topic for us to cover today. Definitely. And uh, it's just something that everyone's going to go through everyone's going to have the relationships the ups and downs and uh, yeah, i know you and i have had many experiences of ups and downs so maybe maybe we can cover some of those topics that other people are going through you know <laughs> not together though not together <laughs> <laughs> you made it sound like we've had ups and downs together well i mean i mean there's friendships ups and downs but today we're talking about more romantic relationships ups and right. downs so yeah. uh but yeah, I think I think I think we can cover some stuff. It'll be it'll be interesting where this goes. I think maybe you should start things off. Uh, I should say because you're currently in a relationship, and yeah. you know it seems to be going very well. I can see that you have a photo of you two over there on the wall. That's new. I've seen. I the reason I know that that's you two because I've seen it on your Instagram. And, you can recognize. Uh, you can see like the sunset, like. Or yeah probably that's probably how you got it that's good that's how I, well and the balcony i remember it being a balcony picture because it reminds me of like a like a resort like you know in cuba or when you go to resorts you know that photo that like couples will get on the balcony with on the, the balcony. sunset yeah. i feel like i've seen those photos before <laughs> so that's what it reminded me of and i'm like that's great because we can't really travel anywhere right now so at least 
you know. Yeah, that was that was taken at my brother's condominium in Etobicoke when she was meeting my brother and my brother's girlfriend for the first time. That was all the way back. Wow. In, I think it was August. I think it was early August. But uh, and now we're almost in October. Yeah. I know. That's weird. I didn't. <laughs> that's so. Where did September go, Ryan? That's what I want to ask. That's side note. Where time is just flying. Pandemic time is just. Where'd 2020 go too? Like that's. That's another yeah. question. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, we're talking about, you know, what we're looking for in relationships, romantic relationships, our significant other, as they say. And I know for myself, I want to, I guess I'll start it off with, um, I want to say communication, you know, and like an open communication yeah. and trust of, you well trust is the most important thing but you build trust it doesn't you don't just trust someone right off the bat and i think a big thing that really leads to that trust is having that open communication so right. having i think it's really easy for us to think maybe oh they don't need to know this or you know that's something that i kept if if we're single or we have past relationships where we've kept secrets and we've just <clears throat> built that in our mind that that's okay and that's the way it is it can mm -hmm. kind of lead in, lead into our next relationships and then then down the line uh multiple months into it if there's a lie that's caught here or there yeah. you know that can be even that can be the breaker so right off the bat keeping that open line of communication i would say that's one of the biggest that's that's a kind of a deal breaker for me is obviously lying anything like that I, I feel like a lot of people are that way but also being willing and even if you aren't the best communicator just be willing to get become you know open a bit better right i can be understanding and not everyone is extroverted like you and i not everyone is gonna maybe talk someone's ear off as they may say but i think that it's still important to be willing to share you know the things about yourself that are important for the others other person to know so that you can still work together and sometimes you know relationships aren't going to work out and if you communicate properly enough even on those first couple dates then it gives you a better gauge of okay, this is actually going to go somewhere. I can yeah. start to trust this person. I can see that because when there's conflicts, you need good communication yeah. to overcome those conflicts. So I, I'd say first and foremost, just having that good communication in any kind of romantic relationship, that is very important. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll, start, off, I'll start, start us off with that one. I like, um, by the way, I like your outfit choice today. And I like how you're giving the viewers, anyone who's watching, you're giving them a little bit of skin. <laughs> I do that sometimes. That's my, my, uh, again, family shout out. I, only, I, I didn't make up these things. My brother, he always, he's stylish like that. He'll, he'll show a little skin or whatever. If I zoom oh, in, there you go. might see a little bit of chest hair. You know, I'm becoming a man. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I love denim like button-ups. I have um, a black one and I have like a blue one as well. And they're comfy. They're super yep. comfy and yep. they're stylish. So on point today. Thank you. So, Thank okay. You. So communication is your number one. That's awesome. Okay. Give me two other personality traits that you look for in a partner and then same thing, but with physical. So give me, give me three traits physical that you look for okay. in a partner? So uh, in terms of personality traits, um, I like someone who's like compassionate, who's mm -hmm. uh, very like willing to give what I like, because I've had previous relationships where maybe I felt like I was giving more than receiving. Okay. So in, in terms of, you know, maybe like romantically, but also just like, me like mentally and also just being able to kind of like fully try and put myself in their perspective and understanding them I like someone to be compassionate like that towards myself mm -hmm. and being able to understand and being willing because like with compassion comes understanding right and that's really important because 
we're not all perfect. I have my quirks and my eccentric uh, ways sometimes. And so it's important that someone can be compassionate and be able to maybe like, oh, that's not what I'm used to, but I understand him a bit and I'm, you know, I'm liking him. And so I'm gonna be a bit more compassionate to maybe his, his uh, quirks and weirdness or whatever it may be. <laughs> uh, so someone who's, yeah, good communicator, uh, compassionate, and I feel like your third one has to be a C because you have communication, <laughs> compassionate. There, what's another C? I mean, cute, but that's uh, physical, so we can't do that. It doesn't have to be a C. I'm just kidding. What's uh, your third well, one? Actually, I like. I, I'm gonna pick a C. Uh, okay. Maybe it's my not my top three, but now that you said so, competitive. Oh. Well, I, I like, think this is interesting. So what do you mean by that? Like they're competitive with you or they're competitive at work or what? In general, because well, like I'm a competitive person with everything, right? And and like that, this is me. And uh, like my current girlfriend, I don't know, like she's competitive as well. And uh, just because I think in a relationship when you're both competitive, you kind of push one another because you'll you know, it's like you'll push one another to kind of be better because like competition is kind of there. There's obviously the aspect of like, oh, I'm better than you and this and that. I don't mean like that kind of competitive. I just mean like there's this drive in you because when mm. someone's competitive, they usually can become very determined, very passionate about something. And so it's good to see someone who has a little bit of that fire inside of them. Mm, okay. I, I have a little bit of that fire myself. I've always competitive in sports but anything video games like with friends or yeah you know school you know you can kind of get competitive with school I've learned not to do that maybe in my undergrad you know you compare marks or whatever it may be but there can be toxic competitive like competitiveness but I think when it's more helping that person push themselves right because like okay. I do think that in relationships you need to kind of push one another you, yeah you can't you can't lay back, like become relaxed and comfortable because then who knows what's going to happen when a conflict comes, if you're both yeah. very, you know, withdrawn and stuff like that. So I, I, I didn't think about that before, but I like that you gave me the C, the C challenge because <laughs> but I, I think that, and you know, I never really thought it, but yeah, my girlfriend's competitive. I'm very competitive. I think that uh, it's important because it kind of has to do with like the, the drive. And then so physically, um, I hope I don't sound facetious right now, or I, it's, you know, we're all, we're all kind of looking for physical traits, but, uh, yeah. I mean, in terms of height, uh, someone who's like a little bit shorter, I don't know if I could date someone taller than me. That's, that's just me. Okay. Maybe that's just, you know, something predetermined in me subconsciously from the masculine toxicity in our society. Could uh, be. Maybe, or maybe right? you just I, prefer shorter girls. It's could it's be true. that too, right? And, I, and I've had I've had girlfriends that are similar height to me, like around five nine, which I'm like I'm I'm around five nine, just a bit over. I'll say that, you know, trying to put myself. <laughs> just uh, put that out there. I mean, like maybe you oh, could say five oh, ten. Know, Some I, people could say I'm five ten. Five nine and a half. You know, I've said <laughs> that before. Who cares, Taylor? That doesn't matter. Uh, so, like, I've had girlfriends that are the same height as me but my girlfriend's like a couple inches shorter than me now and I, I really like it I'm just, I don't know it's just you know the cuddling the cuddling it makes oh. it easier the spooning it fits but I don't know like are you, you always know, the are you always the big spoon no I'm not, a, oh. I'm, not a, I'm not afraid to be the little spoon I'll, I'll put that out there to the viewers sometimes I like to be held Aww. Some, you know, sometimes I, I like to be I, I like to be held and uh you know it's it's nice to feel manly or whatever it is and be the big spoon or be that kind of like more dominant one but like I like to be you know I'll be the little spoon sometimes I'm not I'm not afraid to, to go there uh, <laughs> but yeah like I uh physically like you know they like I, I like someone who I'm with to be active uh you know like willing even if you know they don't need to be I, I don't need like a supermodel body I've never I've never been like that but like, you know, I'm in naturopathic medicine, I care about overall health. And if someone is not, you know, kind of like working towards their better health, like, I mm. like, 
maybe I would be there to try and help them. But again, like I've learned the hard way that I can't be a fixer and also be in a relationship because that's two separate things because you can't force someone what to do. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of relationships or other things I've been in in the past, even not official relationships, but dating here and there, maybe I'm interested in the person because, oh, I could help them out, like fix them or, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. that word sounds kind of weird, but just, you know, I'm trying to like aid them to become a better person. But it's like, Taylor, you're not, a, you don't want to be a doctor. Like they literally say, you know, ethics, you can't treat your loved ones as a practitioner. Yeah. And it makes sense because so many and so many other NDs say this, they're like, I'll go back to my parents and tell my parents what to do. And they never listen to me. And then yeah. they, go, they go to a doctor and like the, mm-hmm. the naturopath will tell them exactly what I've been saying to them for years. And they're like, oh, this is amazing stuff. And it's like, dad, I've been saying that to you. But, yeah. you know, yeah. romantic loved ones as well. Um, so, you know, a little bit shorter, uh, physically active, just to the point of willing to kind of like get out there, go for walks, runs, whatever it may be. Yeah. I, and, and I like to play sports. So like, I want them to like play with me, you know, uh, like my girlfriend. You want them to play, play with you? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, we played tennis the other day. Oh, tennis. Uh, okay. Okay. I see. Like other, But like even you know, basketball is my favorite sport. And like, I don't need you to become an expert at basketball, but I'm going to, I want to like, you know, we'll shoot around a bit. I'm going to, I'm going to help you with like your shooting form and stuff, but like being willing to like, kind of like being a bit on like the athletic side of like wanting to, and yeah, they don't need to be super athletes. I'm not, I'm not here to judge anyone, but just being (laughs) open-minded and someone may have never played sports, high school, university, doesn't mean that you can't like pick something up when you're like 25 30 35 like beyond yeah i remember my mom she started playing hockey in her 50s no way yeah uh second shout out to mama blicks mama blicks the best uh also dragon boating too right i kind of i influenced i did some dragon boating some paddling stuff in high school and she started dragon boating and then she was on like the canada's like uh, a women's 50 plus team no and, way that's sweet yeah it was really cool so you know you can always start a sport so like being athletic it's not like i need that significant other to have grown up an athlete it's like just be open yeah. uh open and like you know if you're kind of like working to become physically active you'll be open to trying out different things here and there and then uh, <sighs> what just say it I like, you know, what you're going to say like a nice butt or something. That's exactly what I'm going to say. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. How did I know by looking at your face that you're going to say a nice butt? Like yes. a firm yes. butt or like a big butt or like a small butt? Like what kind of butt are we talking about? Like, yeah, like firm, maybe on the bigger side, like... <laughs> Doesn't need to be Nicki Minaj out here. No, 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 no. But uh, I mean, that also kind of like, if you have a nice butt, it can also point towards like being a bit more athletic because, you know, legs, uh, buttocks, abs, the core stuff, that's like, it's really like big for like kind of like exercise. And those are like the main big ones of like, you work your core, your legs and your butt. Yeah. Everything else can kind of come from that. So it's kind of like a signifier of like being on the athletic side, which I already kind of like talked about. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> you could just say it. You like big butts. You cannot lie. I cannot lie. <laughs> right? <laughs> like you don't have to justify it. <laughs> These other brothers cannot deny. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that's that's a fair list. So I'm gonna. So let's put you on the spot. Let's. Uh, I want to hear from you three personality traits and then three physical traits that you look for in a significant other or potential date. Okay, let's do it. Um, Personality wise, the number one thing would be kind. That's like the biggest thing is going to be, they have to be kind. They just have to be a kind person to me and to other people as well, like the way that they treat other people, the way that you see them treat other people, the way they treat their family or siblings or whatever, like that's super attractive when someone's just a kind person. And, you know, sometimes you're like, 
they're just so kind. Like one day they're going to, they're just going to snap or something. And then maybe they never do. And they're just that person, right? Like that's most, that's the most important thing. And then the next most important thing for personality would be, I think, you know, intelligence, being intelligent would be this, the second thing, because that's, Oh, shoot. I wanted, now I just thought of another one and I'm like, I already had my third one. And (laughs) you only get three. You only get three. I know. Okay. (laughs) I know. I know. That's tough. Okay. Like I still think, yeah, I still think intelligent because I was going to say like another one, I'm just going to throw it out there would have been motivated. I know it's on the side, but I feel like intelligence and being motivated probably Mm-hmm. coincide maybe not always not There's always the, but like yeah if so, I, if someone's intelligent they probably have motivation you would think i don't know a ton of really intelligent lazy people but maybe there are there can be there 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 can be people that are too intelligent and then that makes them almost like withdrawn from society because they're like what, what's the point like what okay what's well i'm not talking about those people <laughs> let's just clear it up sorry no, I, I just always i always go to like the extremes i'm like yeah there's definitely someone but no i no, I agree no, with no. That. it coincides I, I i think there's definitely a relation between intelligence and motivation so we're gonna we're gonna put yeah. those together for you so that's two. okay fine thank you yeah so okay. intelligence is really important like even someone that like knows a bunch of like random facts so they just know like backstories to like with history and i don't know because i just don't know a bunch of like random facts maybe some things but like you know like that's really a track oh my gosh taylor i thought of another one i can't keep adding these you know why i thought of this other one is because of our conversation on the phone i'm pretty it was with you and it was like maybe a week ago and remember you remembered something yes you remember you said you said something about like oh you you moved moved in when i was it when i moved in or when i started work when you moved in oh no when you started work because it was like you were like august 10th yeah Yeah. and you remembered and i'm like you remember that i'm like on a side note i feel like your girlfriend probably finds that really attractive because you remember stuff and that is really attractive too i'm not going to put on my top three but that's like a bonus one is that if someone has a good memory because i don't always remember everything i remember some things and i remember like certain details you need a little help you need a little help sometimes, <laughs> wow. and that's okay. No, it's not no, bad. No, like, I feel like I remember a lot of stuff. It's just, like, certain <laughs> things, like, little details, like, oh, like, like that, like, dates or, like, names. Like, sometimes I don't always remember it. So, okay. like, that's attractive. Okay, that doesn't count. So, doesn't count. the third one is going to be, I think it's going to be, like, funny slash witty. Because okay. I have someone that I can, like, joke with. Like, sometimes I make jokes, and if the joke just goes over someone's head, that's like not as attractive. Like I want you to think it's funny and I want you to go along with it, you know, and be like kind of witty back, you know, rather than just like, Oh, haha. Or like, you know, like I want some banter, you know, like some banter between me and another person. So that's really important too. Those are my three personality ones. I like those. Those are really good. Kind intelligence, kind, kind intelligence and funny. Perfect. Mine weren't all three, the same letter. That's okay. They're all good ones. I like those. And then physical, the first thing that I like are someone's eyes, nice eyes and like lighter eyes. I really like, like I love green eyes. I love blue eyes and I love like light brown eyes, like puppy dog, like light brown eyes. Like I like light eyes. I I find eyes so attractive. The physical is going to be tough. This is tough to put it in the three. My second one would be a nice smile. That's really important too. So a really nice smile. And then my third one would be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this all into one. It's going to be like physique. And I definitely like a guy that's a little bit more athletic because I do have an athletic side. In, I, my, my siblings would disagree because they're like total athletes. But like, you know, I can go on like a long hike with people. And like, if there's someone else that's doing it, especially if I'm interested in them, like, you know, I can... I can try to keep up a little. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, someone that's athletic and that ties into like, it doesn't tie into it, but I'm going to tie it into it. Taller. I definitely would like someone taller than me. And I'm like six one, So it would be nice, but it's not, that's not a deal breaker. That yeah. just would be nice. Like the guys that I've actually like 
dated have been like five nine five ten like mm-hmm. it's always been like shorter so it's not a huge deal but yeah eyes smile and like an athletic physique that okay. would, those would be my three i like those the question that you asked me big spoon or little spoon i think i'd rather be the little spoon okay yeah yeah i but if the which, guy wanted to switch it up guy, i could switch it up which a taller guy would help with that you know it would help maybe that that, that yeah. would help a bit you can still be a you can still be a little spoon for someone shorter but like maybe you'd feel better with someone a bit taller <laughs> exactly and, and then you're, you're just like now i'm really the little spoon. <laughs> yeah and sometimes it's okay like sometimes it's okay i would be the big spoon but I yeah think overall i think i'd rather be the little spoon nice yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we covered the top three personality traits that we're interested in in a partner and we also covered the top three physical things that we're interested in so now i think we should talk about the deal breakers so maybe Mm -hmm. the top three things that would be absolutely deal breakers for you and you can start it out taylor so i already mentioned it but you know someone that's a liar that would Mm -hmm. be number one deal breaker i yeah it's it's very important to again because communication is my number one thing it's like if you're a liar and just not really yeah liar that's that's gonna be my number one deal breaker okay um yeah number two would be judgmental yeah and it kind of plays into like your thing of like being kind. Like I definitely agree with that. And so, you know, someone who's like judgmental and that's something that, especially with like my practice, like, you know, naturopathic medicine being pretty much, you know, we're like therapists slash doctors where we have the medical training, but we learn a lot of like therapy in terms of counseling. And mm-hmm. when you have a patient in your room, you want to create a non-judgmental environment. And that's, that's a really big thing for like a healing process. And uh, I just think there's so much judgment and hate out in the world. I don't need mm-hmm. that when I'm with my significant other. So yeah. definitely someone who judges is a deal breaker for me. Um, and I got to think about this one. I mean, there's, there's probably so many, but I'm just trying to, not so many, but like, you know, there's like, bad things but i I don't want to i'm trying to think of something that's not like oh that's just terrible of course that's a deal but something a little bit different i think that yeah i think someone who isn't open-minded or willing to adapt okay yeah third one yeah like they're not they can't change with the times or they're not open-minded to you know switching things up Exactly. And, you know, sometimes it could also coincide with people, you know, always getting what they want their whole life, maybe. Mm -hmm. And those people that haven't had to adapt. A quote unquote princess. You don't want a princess, basically. Or prince. Or prince for other, like, you know what I mean? Like for, I guess for me, princess, but I'm just saying like. See, my name though, my Irish meaning, the Irish meaning of my name means little king or like little prince. So... Hey, but <laughs> I, I think I, I think I can be a prince, but I feel like if I was going to be what? a princess and I'm not saying that gender wise, I just feel like a princess. You think of someone that's like spoiled. Yeah. Princess is male and female. Anyone I think for spoiled, you can be a princess male. You can be a princess yes. female. Any, any way. Yeah. And we, we don't like it. We don't like it. It's like a brat. We don't want a brat. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think a big thing about that is because I think to see that they've been able to adapt and live through life because that's so important because I know that even if the first 30 years of your life you've never had any problems that's not the way life works and there are going to be problems so you know I don't want to be with someone who isn't able to adapt to those problems or you know a pandemic just happened we didn't know that this was going to happen so you know, you want to be able to find someone that can adapt to those times. And, yeah, you know, there's unpredictable things in life. So it's important to like, for me, to have someone who can like adapt with those unpredictable times. So for sure. Yeah. 
And I think that even ties into in the bedroom for a lot of people. And that's because if someone is just like, quote unquote, like vanilla, and they don't want to ever try anything new, I just feel like that would be so boring. Like, because if you're going to spend the rest of your life with them, like being married, and I get it, that's not important for everyone. And like, spicing things up, maybe like something that like, two people like they're both not into so it works. But like, if you're someone that wants to like, switch things up, or like, try something new, or whatever in the bedroom, like, if you're spending like, you know, 80 years with someone or whatever it is, like, I mean, I think you should be able to like change things up, spice it up a little bit. And so that ties into it too, is like someone that's not willing to change or like, maybe not just in the bedroom, maybe it's a job, maybe you get an awesome job in California, right? And then they're like, no, I I like it here. I've always been here, blah, 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 blah. Well, like that's kind of holding you both back in a way, right? So I think that's, that's a really good one. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, was that no, I, that was all three? That that was the three. So just lying, um, judging, and then right. not being open-minded or like being able to adapt. So okay. those are going to be my three. So what about you? What's your three deal breakers? So my three deal breakers would be the top one would be someone that's condescending. Mm-hmm. Like I remember there was one guy that I was like seeing and he was nice. Like overall, like, I think we had good chats and stuff, but I just remember one time where he was like constantly, I'm like, Oh, that's like a turn off. I think maybe there was more one time, but it was for sure. One time we were like at a museum and like, I was like, or a museum kind of thing that we were at exhibit or whatever. And like, we were like kind of having a debate about like this one, like the way that something was um, phrased on the plaque or whatever. And like the way he was explaining it to me, was like, even if he was right, the way he was explaining it to me was like kind of condescending. And I remember being like, that's such a turnoff. And like someone that's like yeah. condescending or like, yeah, that I can't, I can't Sounds see. like a dick to me. <laughs> no, no, I think overall he was nice. I think it was just, that was no, definitely but that, a that trait. I'd be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, like you're being yeah. a bit of a dick right now. Like, yeah, no, exactly. No, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. I don't want someone who would be quote unquote a D. <laughs> a D. I don't know whether we can say it or not. Maybe we can say it. I don't know. But um, so that would be, that would be number one. I wouldn't want number two. Oh my gosh. Like someone, like someone who doesn't take care of their hygiene, like someone that smells bad, that would be like really bad. Cause it's like, you know, you got to take a shower. You got to, I would like, if you wear a nice cologne and so like someone that smells bad would be definitely a deal breaker. Definitely. You didn't put that on your list, Taylor. So <laughs> what hey, natural, if- natural pheromones, who knows? Maybe oh, like there you go. Them. Okay. So maybe there's a reason why you didn't put it. Okay. Um, and the third thing would be someone, I mean, exactly what you said is there's probably like a whole list of things, but the third thing would be someone that is um, unmotivated, like someone that doesn't have goals or doesn't want to grow. And like, at the end of the day, it's not like, oh, you have to be in this career, but it's like, if you're in a certain career, like, you know, like, are you passionate about it? Do you enjoy it? Like, what are your other goals what are your motivations like someone that is is unmotivated or like lazy that would be a deal breaker as well oh my gosh i have so many i can i put some to the side can i just put a cup you will do some abs we'll do some okay okay (laughs) what is it called did you just do a science terminology on me no no i just like one a one b one c like we'll do some like subsection like subsections (laughs) I feel like it's a science thing, whatever. Um, I would say like the side things would be like not clean, like not like, you know, like untidy, I guess. Like, you know, if their place is just a mess and they don't like a million dishes in the sink and stuff like that, that would be a turnoff. And then another one would be um, like not good with finances. Like if someone goes into mm-hmm. debt and stuff like that, or has a bunch of debt and like, not like they have debt from school and they're working to pay it off. Like that's different, but like someone that like goes into debt and it's like, they don't, they don't pay attention 
to maybe saving or finances and stuff, that would probably be a deal breaker. That's important. That's 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 real life stuff. That's that that's important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a deal breaker for that one. And then you know what? I should have put this like higher up, but like someone that's yeah, probably actually this probably would be my number one. Condescending's up there, but like my number one probably would actually be like someone that's aggressive. Like if someone, I mean, my number one was kind, so I guess that cancels it out. But if someone was like aggressive towards me or an aggressive person, no, it would be a total turnoff. It would be a huge red flag if they're like that. That's like a huge red flag if you're an aggressive person. Like, mm-mm. well, it is the opposite of kind in the sense of when you're saying kind to your family, kind to your friends. Yeah. And I always say, and I'm sure you can agree with this, you can judge someone not based off the first, like, you can, first impressions are important, but I think the biggest judge of character is seeing how they react to things. That's a good point. Yeah. Their reaction right? When, like give an example. Well, any kind of stress, let's say, um, it's like, let's talk about like in their family, right? Okay. If they're very quick to react to like, they're, you're, you're visiting their family for the first time. And then you see that they're aggressive or reacting or being condescending, all those things put together, but they're reacting in that way to like their mother or father in a disrespectful way. And maybe they never did that outside because they put on that mask when they go mm. outside or, you know, a lot of people will kind of play a role out in society at their jobs. But then, yeah. you know, you can kind of see the true person when they're with their family or mm-hmm. with their close friends too, how they react. Yeah. And I guess one I didn't put, but something that is definitely a deal breaker that kind of plays onto that is like controlling. Yeah. So someone yeah. who in terms of maybe they react in a way where they're trying to control everything and Mm -hmm. everyone around them. I'd say that's a pretty big deal breaker for sure. Because again, not attractive. There could be so many things play into that. They could be controlling in a condescending way. They could be controlling in an aggressive and all those other negative things that we mentioned. And yeah, it's definitely another one that I hadn't mentioned before, but yeah, like someone that's controlling, you're right, that is such a deal breaker because it's like if they're like that, and I know we've talked about the honeymoon stage, mm-hmm. but like with any of these things, especially like if you're seeing that in the starting stages, especially, it's a red flag because you're right, especially at the start, it's like people sometimes have a mask and sometimes people are just on their best behaviors at the start. But like that's why, and I know I've said this before with you, like my mom always says, if if it's not the best at the very beginning, it's not going to get any better. Yeah. And that's so true with the relationship. It's like, if already there's those red flags or if already they, they need to like always know like what's going on, where you're at. Like, I think it goes both ways. I feel like you've got to have trust both ways, right? Like if you don't trust your partner, well then maybe they're not going to trust you and vice versa. Right? Like I think when you have a mutual respect and a mutual understanding of each other, those things kind of just happen naturally where it's just like, you know what? I trust them. I trust what they say is true. So I don't have to like keep checking in with them. And I think sometimes like there are people that just don't seem trustworthy people or you've caught them in a lie before. And then maybe you do start having to, you know, second guess things or like, see like where you at like kind of stuff because they've already proven to not fully have your trust because they've already you've already caught them in a lie right so like I think there are times where like that trust already is kind of demolished a bit at the start yeah well and that as soon as it is demolished a bit in the in the start just like your mom said if it if it's not good now it's not going to get any better and you know, and even to transition this to like, kind of what would, you know, our listeners, what would people do? Yeah. If they identify those red flags. And, you know, I, I think it's very easy for us to be comfortable, quote unquote, in our relationships that we may see a couple of those red flags and we'll give them excuses, right? Yeah. You know, sometimes uh, it's unfortunate, but people are in abusive relationships and mm-hmm. be it verbally, mentally, physically, emotionally. There's so many different ways for people to do that. And it may be because they saw the red flags, but 
they didn't do anything about it. And yeah. I mean, that's, that's something that's huge. And that has to do with more that self-confidence and how you are when you go into the relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and you stand up for yourself. So when yeah. you, when you see that they're not trustworthy, you're not willing to give them another chance because, you know, the whole thing, once a cheater, always a cheater. And do you think that's it, true? I have to say so. Really? <laughs> I, I, or what I will say to that is, I guess it, it depends. Because again, you know, we've talked about no absolutes. But if that person in that state of mind in, because who knows why they're cheating? Maybe they had some, like, they have attention issues where they can't say no to any type of attention and mm. they're not doing it maliciously. Maybe it's some, something that has to do with, like, back in their childhood. Who knows? And I do believe that those things that maybe are causing you to act in that way can be revisited everyone I do believe like I I've I've heard of successful relationships where someone did cheat but they work together but Mm. you need to and it can still be good but it's literally you have to look them in the eyes and try and again eyes are such a big thing you're staring into their soul yes Uh, this person will is this person willing to change so I guess it's not so much once a cheater always a cheater it's more so if they did cheat trying to maybe if you want to some people can just cut it off but you may want to like you may care for that person so much you want to understand why and then once you kind of delve into why they may have cheated then you could become even more of questions of would they be willing to change you know there's there's relationship there's psychologists you know people will go to therapy with their significant other and there is success stories from that and it doesn't always work out. So I do believe that um, people do deserve second chances, but when you start giving them third, fourth, fifth, sixth, that's when you got to start kind of looking and being like, Hey, this might not be the healthiest relationship I'm in. And one thing I'll say to that is listen to your friends and the people that are close Mm, to you. Yes. That is really important because usually you cut people off, you give excuses like they don't know what I know about that person and they don't understand them like I understand them. But I always say oxytocin is one hell of a drug and that's what's released when you kiss someone but also with sex and sex can really like create emotions and feelings that maybe make you a little put the blinders on thinking the person is better than they actually end up to be. So be open to willing, be willing to be open to your friends' opinions and family's opinions of that relationship you're Mm -hmm. in and be open to listening to them. Because that's something I've done in the past where I kind of cut friends off or, you know, Mm. wasn't willing to listen to them because I thought I was happy at the time and, you know, really wasn't. But that's kind of what I thought I was, you know, living in, in that, in the state, in the moment and not, not looking at things for how they actually were. Yeah. Well, that could be a whole other topic that we discuss on an episode, because I think there's so much to that about friends and, and relationships and family and what do they think of a partner and be, and also like, as a friend, like how much can you say? Because if that person ends up staying with them forever or marrying them, and now you've said all this stuff that's probably been repeated by your friend to their partner because you know they probably talk about a lot of stuff then yeah I think it could be a whole other topic maybe eventually we'll touch on because there's a lot to dive into with that there's a lot with that but uh but yeah so I mean in just in in terms of talking about what what do you think about what people could do maybe if they start noticing some of these red flags like yeah things that you think can be done well, I remember like I've talked about on the podcast before how I've gone to therapy before and like, you know, it was one of my goals one year, like one of my resolutions was just to like go to, I think it was like four sessions and I did. And then since then I've gone like to another therapist for like three sessions and I just found that it, it helps, like, especially if you, 
if you feel like you're in a negative mindset, like where you're just being hard on yourself or you just need someone to talk to and, you know, it really helped. And I remember the first therapist was like talking about red flags and he had said that sometimes the red flags are something that you like need to pay attention to. And it's like, okay, this Mm -hmm. is, this is like, you know, not great. Or maybe it's a sign of what's, you know, in the future. And like, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but kind of like, yeah, you got to pay attention to red flag. And then sometimes the red flags don't actually end up being red flags and the person ends up getting married and it's fine. And it was never a big deal. So I think it's important to pay attention to red flags And I think that it's important to note them and see what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. And then I think it's important to bring it up with your partner and see how they respond to it. That's huge too. Are they just deflecting it? Are they getting upset about it? Are they changing the subject? Are they making excuses or are they owning up to it? And because people can make mistakes. So it's like, are they owning up to it? And they've clearly understand that they made that mistake and they feel bad about it. Or are they deflecting and they're blaming other people and blah, 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 then that could be a big red flag because it's like they're not even taking ownership of that red flag. So I think that I think you got to balance it. I think it's something that you should probably talk to your partner about and maybe your friends and get other opinions because sometimes maybe you're just looking into it too much, but sometimes you're spot on and it's like (laughs) a red flag that could cause issues later on. But I think it's important to talk to your friends and get their perspective and take note of it, right? right? Like, if it's an ongoing thing, then maybe this is like for sure a red flag and something where it's like, this isn't going to work out long-term. Or maybe it was just something where you didn't see eye to eye and you worked through it and it made you stronger. So I think it can go both ways. What do you think? Yeah. And I like just what you said about, and we've talked about this, you know, being in your own mind. Yeah. We were talking about like anxious texting last episode. Yeah. Yeah how it's good to get those outside opinions for sure you know and kind of and i think talking to your partner and seeing how they react right you mm-hmm. biggest you know judge their character by how they react and that kind of goes back to what i was saying about are they willing to change are they going to recognize that maybe i'm doing these things because i have i'm very self-conscious about these aspects yeah. of myself and making sure that you know, and people can change. And that's what is kind of being mindful and seeing that they're willing to adapt and change to that. Uh, yep. because I agree, people do make mistakes, we're human. And the part about being human is literally in the sentence is, we'll make mistakes, we're not, we're not perfect. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I like what you said about just um, communicating with them, but also with friends about it. And yeah. being being aware, being conscious and trying not to put those red flags down because of excuses, because then you might not want, you might not bring it up with them. Exactly. Because you're giving them excuses. So just be okay and be like, know that the right person for you will not get mad at you for bringing them up. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. If, if they are getting mad at you, it's probably not the right person for you. And that's, I, yeah. I'll just, I'll just say it. I'll just say that. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's a good place to end things uh, for today because that's great advice. It's, it's one of those things where I think that that can apply to many things, not just red flags. If someone's going to get upset with you for bringing up something that is making you uncomfortable or is something that is causing you stress or anxiety, they're probably not the right person in your life because the right people in your life would want to see where you're coming from. And if they have anything to do with it, try to work on it. And if it's mostly just you being in your head, they'll try to get you to that point where you can realize that, right? Like, I don't think any of those three things that I just mentioned are where they're getting upset. They're not because that's not the right person to be in your life, whether it's a friend or a partner or whoever. I think that that's a really great point, Taylor, is that if they get upset with you, that's your red flag. That's your, that's your, it's different if you're like accusing them of stuff that isn't the case. Maybe they're upset because it's, you know, it's hurting their character. But like, if you're just bringing up something that you're concerned about, and especially if it's the first time, like, you know, yeah. if you keep bringing up the same thing that you've already discussed, like eventually they may be upset. But if you're bringing it up for the first time and they should try to work through it with you and help you understand their perspective or whatever, or fix it, right? So, yeah. Thanks for that. 
Yeah, no, it was, uh, I like the conversation. I think it was, it was good. We kind of, and touching upon things that, you know, maybe list those things that you like in a person. Yeah. Write them, write them out. Um, I think it's always, you know, in terms of looking for someone, maybe write down, if you're having trouble finding that person, finding that relationship. And I felt hopeless in my search for like a significant other. And it's important to, write down what you like. And I think past relationships, there's nothing bad about them. You know, we can sometimes regret or all these things. I don't, I, I try to live with no regrets in the sense of try to take a positive out of it. Okay, what did I yeah. learn about myself in this yeah. past relationship? And then what can I take from that or this date, whatever it may be, what can I use from that going forward to know this is what I do like. And that's why it's important to kind of put yourself out there date a bit because yeah. you're only gonna find out the you know like we had our top three things <laughs> yeah you're only gonna find those things out by understanding oh this is what i i, I do like someone that's kind so yeah. it's important to go out there and then not being afraid to identify those red flags and and bring them up and then that's gonna hopefully help you find your special someone love that I love that spoken from the one in the relationship because I'm still single. So if any of our listeners want to DM me, feel free to do so. Uh, my Instagram is at Ryan Durgy, R-Y-A-N-D-U-R-G-Y. And same with Twitter. And the podcast Instagram is at Is This Adulthood? And the podcast Twitter is ITA underscore podcast. Taylor? And, and I'm sorry, but you will not be DMing me. I have a girlfriend. I'm happy in my relationship. <laughs> well, no, they can DM you if they want to say hi, well, right? I would I would love for you to DM me about what you think about the podcast. Give okay. me ideas. 100%. Yeah. There's not relationship by you. What you said. Yeah, yeah just different. Different DMing. Different, yeah. different. But I always love to chat. And you can find me at Instagram at Taylor Blix. T-A-Y-L-O-R. B is in boy. L-I-X. Awesome. Thanks again, everyone, for listening and for watching on, you know, we're, we're posting the episode via video on Instagram, TV, and YouTube. If you search Is This Adulthood podcast or Is This Adulthood on Instagram, you should be able to find it, as well as streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So thanks, everyone, for listening and have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs>